Welcome to Saving You is Killing Me, Loving Someone with an Addiction podcast. Loving someone with an addiction is a life of chaos. This podcast is to help you take back your power and build strength, hope, and restore peace in your life. We use the science and art of positive psychology, professionals in their field, along with personal stories of hope, resilience, and strength. We hope you can discover how the courage to focus on you can help put your life back together. When you are in a place of exhaustion, hopelessness, and emptiness, we are a community that knows all too well the turmoil that comes from loving someone with an addiction. We are here to help you compassionately struggle well. Hey there, you're listening to the Saving You Is Killing Me podcast hosted by me, Andrea Seidel. I'm the author and founder of Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. This podcast is for you if you're ready to find a way to struggle well, take back your power, and live life happier while you're navigating loving or losing someone to addiction. I wholeheartedly believe that when you love someone with an addiction, your life gets damaged in some way. Since we can't control someone else's addiction, but we are greatly affected by it, the number one thing you can do is take back your power and focus on you. I believe happiness, joy, and well-being is available to anyone. So the thoughts and perspectives I share here on the show are my own and those of the guests on the show. If you ever hear anything that feels harmful or triggering, I'm pre-apologizing and I'm open to being better and value any feedback and the permission to be human. That said, always take what you love, what feels good and leave the rest The conversations and tools I'll share here will give you everything you need to figure out exactly how to navigate addiction, put yourself first, and how to build resilience for your well-being in a way that feels really, really good. I use these tools to take back the power in my life to build my strength back up and restore peace. And I teach my clients how to create their own version of a life where they can tap into their power and restore their happiness. My goal is for you to listen and leave saying, why is this the only family or spouse support system that doesn't make you feel like you're the problem? And it feels so energizing, empowering, and uplifting thinking that you're not going crazy after all. I am here for you. Finally, please know you are not alone and you are worthy of prioritizing your well-being. So let's jump into the show. Hey there, Andrea Seidel here. I'm so excited because I have such an amazing guest on the show. Now, I always say I wish we were meeting under different circumstances, but I am so glad you found us here on the podcast and in our support group and wherever you're watching this video or listening to it. Um, I am thrilled, thrilled, thrilled because I have Dr. Helena on the show and she is a psychotherapist, but she is an expert in emotional freedom technique. And now I'm Don't know if you've heard it, but we're going to investigate everything about tapping emotional freedom technique, and we're really going to delve into this so we can use it to take back our power, to regain our strength and resilience. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Helena. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yay. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. Um, So I am, well, Dr. Helena, um, also Helena Rombi, originally from Uganda, um, 
I live in Pennsylvania right now. I was a psychotherapist for about 14 years. And then when COVID hit, I decided to transition into becoming a coach. And so I am a women's empowerment and transformational coach. So I'm, yeah, so I'm no longer a psychotherapist. I just wanted to clarify that. I love that. And I, you know what? And it's great because that is your credentialing. You have experience in that, but it's interesting how you transition to more of a coach approach. Right. And I know as being a coach, it's like, it's amazing because all the answers are within and it's kind yeah. of like, let's take the present moment and let's see how, you know, how it, where you want to be and where you are now. And, you know, and like shrink that gap. And I just think that's so great that you have transitioned right to a transformational coach, because that's where you yourself have notice with your clients you get great results and um and then you specialize in this idea of emotional not just idea this this practice (laughs) of emotional freedom technique so yeah so that's amazing so can you tell us a little bit about like what is EFT and you know okay so what is EFT so EFT is it's a clinically proven technique that turns off the stress response, right? So I'll give you an example. Suppose you have an interview coming up, right? Well, that interview, whether you know it or not, is going to produce a little bit of anxiety. And so EFT tapping is going to turn off that part of your brain, that amygdala, that um, triggers the stress response. So that's pretty much what EFT tapping does. It turns off the stress response. And the way it does that is, It, you've heard of acupuncture. This is how I normally explain it. You've heard of acupuncture, right? Yes, yes. I'm sure a lot of people have heard of it too. Yes. So EFT is considered psychological acupuncture. Ooh. Right? And so in acupuncture, the places where they place the needles, right? So I'm pointing to my <laughs> to the different spots in the body where they, they place their needles. What you do is you just use your fingers to tap on those points and it produces the exact response that um, acupuncture would do. So just tap on your the parts of your body and then it calms down the stress response. That's pretty much what it does. Oh my gosh. And it's, so it's down-regulating the nervous system. I love this idea. You're basically saying, okay, amygdala, we call that the amygdala hijack in positive psychology. It's like, there yeah, you go. Yep. amygdala hijack. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> take it away. It's yep. like, oh my gosh. And when you love someone with an addiction and when you're in the muck or you're, you know, you're coping with um, dealing with a, a lot of bizarre behavior and like late nights or unpredictability or stealing and lying and all these things that come along with loving someone with an addiction, I actually have a whole podcast on stress because stress alone feels like it can kill us. Like it yep. is so hard when you love, you're constantly worried about them. Uh, it's just, it's devastating on so many levels. So this is why I knew I needed to have you on the show. And I <laughs> knew that we needed to talk about this because you know what, is it that simple that we can actually go like this and turn off our nervous system or turn down, regulate our nervous system and turn off the stress mm-hmm. response? Yeah, it really is that simple. It really is that simple. So all the different points, they target the amygdala. And when you tap on those different points, yep, it just really turns them down. And it does feel very simple. And because it's very simple, most people think it's not effective, but it is effective. 
Yeah, I have to say that I I did do a lot of tapping and I've done it with my daughter as well. And Mm. it's so miraculous. It's almost like I always say it's almost like magic because by the end and usually I don't we're going to go into the practice of it. But usually by the end, when you're when you change your statement, right, and your statement gets progressively like, oh, like you kind of think that, oh, my gosh, it's getting more and more ridiculous sounding. And then it's like, oh, it almost doesn't even it's it's crazy how effective it actually is that you're right. It feels so simple, but you do feel so so much better as a result of it. So now these points that we're talking about, can you tell us a little bit about the points, what they okay. are and um, why they're so important? <laughs> okay. Not sure if I can tell you why, but I can tell you what they are. So the first place that you start is called the karate chop point. So the karate chop point for those who are listening is, you know, like if you have to chop something like that, that point is where the karate chop point is. So that's the first point. And most of the time, the karate chop point is where you tap when you want to, um, say, articulate the problem. So give me an example of a kind of problem somebody in your audience would have. Oh, gosh. Not being able to trust someone. Okay. That's a big one. All right. So so you start with the the setup statement. Even though I can't trust my... Addicted loved one. <laughs> Even though I cannot trust the, my addicted loved one, I love and accept myself. Mm, that's my favorite part about tapping, by the way, is I still, I love and accept myself. Right. Okay, so we're karate chopping. We're tapping that karate yep. chop point. Yep. And we're saying. Even though I cannot trust my my loved one. So you 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 make a statement about the negative. At the same time, you make a self-acceptance statement, Right. That way, it kind of distance you from the problem. You are not the problem. <laughs> right? Oh, right? I love this. We are right? not the problem. Because oftentimes, problem. just so you know, I have to say, Helen, just so you know, a lot of times we get pointed the fingers or we get blamed or we're told we're codependent or we're told we're enabling and all these things that it's like as if we're not dealing with enough already. Exactly. So thank you so much for that. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. Even yeah. though I cannot trust this person, the addicted loved one, I still love and accept myself Definitely. fully. Yeah. Yes. So you tap on the karate chop point and you do that about three times. Right. You say it three times, keep tapping, right? Yeah. So even though I cannot trust my loved ones, I love and accept myself, even though so three times. And then you move to the, the, the tapping point. So the first tapping point is the eyebrow point, which is almost like where the eyebrow starts. I don't know if you can see. Yep. Yeah. And so the meridian points are on both sides. So you can use both hands or just one. Side of the eye is side of the eye. Underneath the eye, underneath the nose, underneath the mouth, collarbone, underneath the arm, which is about four inches from your armpit, and then top of the head. It's so funny when I first started doing it, I was like, where am I going now? Exactly. (laughs) But then as you practice and you do it over and over again, um, you get more comfortable. Okay. So just to recap, we're going just about, just by the uh, eyebrow, kind of where it goes by your nose. Right. So where the eyebrow starts. Yeah. By your nose. Yeah. 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 And And then then temples. Underneath the eye. Under the eye. Under the nose. Now, do you use your fingertips or the side of your hand? Good question. So you can either use two hands or this. It doesn't really matter. It's Which just is like your makes, palm. Yeah. yeah, whatever makes you feel comfortable. Yeah. Beautiful. And 
according to the most recent research, it how many times you tap doesn't necessarily matter and the order doesn't necessarily matter. So for instance, if I'm feeling really stressed out, um, I had a, a first session with a client and I was feeling a little bit anxious. I just tapped on my collarbone. I'm anxious about this meeting. I'm anxious about this meeting. That's it. Okay. So yeah. So you can just tap on one point and that's, it still works. Amazing. So that just gave me permission to be human because I was all over the place. Like, I don't know, it's somewhere by my eye, it's somewhere by my temples. And then very my nose, right? And then collarbones, you're saying, and then under the armpit. So yeah. we start, okay, let's recap. So we start with the karate chop. <laughs> and that's where we say our statement that is maybe possibly something that's stressing us out. It's maybe a, a quote unquote negative statement or the something. setup that, statement. Yeah, the setup statement. So I love that yeah. setup statement. And so we're karate chop. Chopping, we're tapping the karate chop point and mm -hmm. we're saying that but we're following up with I still love and accept myself fully yep then what do we do we go into these tapping points that you talked about what are we saying when we're there all right so when you go to the, the tapping points it's called a reminder phrase so a reminder phrase would be a short version of the setup statement so I don't trust my loved one I don't trust let's say call him Peter I don't trust Peter I don't trust Peter I don't trust Peter. I don't trust Peter. That's pretty much it. And you just run through it? How you many times? Well, as many times as it takes to feel less stressed. So let me backtrack. When you start, measure how stressed out you are. So yes. how much do you not trust Peter on a scale of one to 10? 10 being, I don't trust him at all. <laughs> zero being, well, I'm okay. So just measure that because measuring will then allow you to know if EFT tapping was effective. So true. And then you take that measurement at the end, scale of one to 10, your perceived level of stress. It's yep. remarkable. It actually drops. It really does. So I have um, done it before with uh, an EFT practitioner. What she had me do actually was we say the statement that is like stressful and I mm -hmm. still love and accept myself. I honestly believe it's that I still love and accept myself fully that actually makes like it just the self-compassion. Yeah. It just dissolves. It kind of helps us downregulate the nervous system. And instead of beating ourselves up and things like that, I think, that ourselves, which judging, I think you're so right. So yeah. powerful. Yeah. And then, but what she had me do is like slowly progressively change that statement. And it's like, it's so like, I guess it was, I guess her example would be like, you know, I don't trust Peter or, you know, our examples, I don't trust Peter. It's like, um, it's like, it's removing you. I don't know what the next statement would be, but it's slowly like softening the statement or if it's, well, some, yeah. Can I'll you, give you an example. Perfect. I wonder if I can let go of this distrust. So it starts with a wondering, a curiosity. I wonder if I can, um, let go of some of this distress. I wonder if I can let go of some of this stress about not trusting Peter. So it goes into this curiosity and then it can go into the positive. I choose to let go of my distrust of Peter. I choose to release this stress. So it ends up with a positive. It really is helpful when you end up with a positive. Yes. And I think like, even though I can't trust Peter, I still, like I'm empowered to focus on myself. Even though I can't trust Peter, I can trust myself. Like it's like slowly starts shifting. Yep. So true. Right. Because as you're tapping, it begins to feel untrue. And why is that? So 
sometimes our minds make up a story about I can't trust Peter because of yaddy yaddy yaddy, right? And so as you tap, you begin to realize that I'm actually making up this story about not trusting this person. This story might not necessarily be true because as you're turning off the stress response, you are turning off, you're, you're turning on your ability to choose what it is that you want to believe. No, oh, I love that. So true. Ability to choose what you want to believe. Yeah. And so I think that this, if we were to turn this more on focusing on ourselves, like for example, um, I have some belly fat going on right now because I'm going through some menopause. And mm -hmm. anyway, so I have this, this belly kind of like deposit going on. And so a good one for me would be, even though I am getting this, you know, belly fat from menopause, I still love and accept myself wholly. And as you go through the tapping, it's like, I have a belly fat menopause, blah, blah, blah. I just start going, well, wait a second. Like, it's not that bad, Andrea. It's like my other parts of my body are really healthy. And mm -hmm. actually the transition of menopause has been really good. And, you know, like I haven't had any hot flashes or this and that. Like, and so it's amazing how by going through the tapping and calming yourself, you start really looking at, and you have this ability to look at the situation from almost like a, a differently, a new yeah. lens. I think yep. that's you're changing your story because what are you making it mean about having that belly fat, right? You're making it mean something negative, but as you tap, you can choose to make it mean something different. It's up to you. Yeah. What's more empowering? Yeah. So we change it so that it feels better, but I love that you're suggesting, okay, we start with that negative statement and slowly, and then is it true every time we reset a new statement, we go back to the, the even though? No, you don't have to, yeah, okay. you don't really have to, so you, you start here, but yeah, you can just go through the points, you don't have to go through the whole sequence. Yeah, amazing, yeah. so yeah. good, oh my gosh, so okay, so, so first of all, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to, I was going to give you some of the research on, um, um, the benefits of tapping. Yes, let's go into that because you know me, I love the science. Mm -hmm. and so yes, let's look sure. at that. So a great place to actually check out the research on EFT tapping is um, thetappingsolution.com. I don't know if you've heard of them. It's um, three siblings who decided to start that company after um, the, the killings in Sandy Cove, I think, in Connecticut. And so they started the company, thetappingsolution.com, and they have an app, which is awesome. So you have an app where you can just put on the app and then do the meditations with them. So you don't have to worry about what do I say. They have tapping um, meditations for pretty much everything. Ooh, I love that you just shared that resource because yep. <laughs> it's like sometimes we're kind of like, I don't know, like, what am I saying here? Or how am I taking myself through it? So I love that. Now we are going to go through one. We're going to do it with you. Like, will you take okay. us through one almost like that? That would be great. So, um, so that's a great resource. Did you yeah. want to share a little bit more about, um, about so like, yeah, yeah, the yeah. research? Yeah. So one of the first things that EFT tapping does, it, it lowers the stress hormone cortisol. And so there's been research done that it lowers it up to 43%. That's substantial. Yes. Yep. That's a lot. So number one, it lowers the stress um, hormone. Number two is it reduces anxiety in just 10 minutes of tapping. 
just time to stop tapping and that reduces the anxiety, right? This is amazing. Yes. And, you know, we feel so anxious. You know, sometimes I remember being lying in bed and like looking at the clock, like wondering when he's going to get home and up all night worried about him. Like, is he dead? He's alive, blah, blah, blah. So the anxiety in that moment alone, like, and then just having this as a wonderful tool to help downregulate the nurse. We're not making the situation go away, but what we do have control over, since we don't have control over the addicted loved one in our life, we do have control over ourselves. And this is just a wonderful one of many strategies and tools that we can have <laughs> operative word tap into yep, no, and, and utilize yes oh mm-hmm. my gosh so decreasing anxiety just 10 minutes that's incredible minutes. and, and then, right it reduces um depression symptoms by 43 well, 41 percent. that's a lot depression i mean like to have to use eft tapping to reduce depression symptoms. I think that's incredible. Yes. And mm-hmm. you know what? And like, it's so common to feel down, but also to, um, to be in a full, like full depression. Um, I know I was in a very, you know, not so great place, especially when my addicted loved one disappeared and, um, it's just so devastating. And so if this can, you know, really relieve some of the symptoms and, and help us in, in a positive way and just help to shift the lens is so powerful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So like EFT tapping doesn't just turn off your stress response. It helps move any painful emotions. So whether you're feeling sadness, whether you're feeling grief, whether you're feeling anger, whatever emotion that you have, EFT tapping helps you move it up and out because that's what emotions are supposed to do. They're supposed to move up and out of your body. And so EFT tapping is a powerful tool to help you move it out of your body, right? So that you can get the message that the emotion is trying to tell you. So I've also heard like energy, emotion, emotion, yep. right? Mentally <laughs> in motion. So we're moving it up and out. I love yep. that idea. Yep. And um, also this idea of even just looking at emotion, just seeing it, um, giving it the attention it de- deserves, almost interviewing it. This, is it true that that allows it to feel heard, so to speak? Like, can you talk a bit to, uh, to that so it doesn't sound so woo-woo? No, it doesn't. Because so, so an emotion that's not, acknowledge will persist because what emotions are really trying to do is they're trying to tell you that something is off like knock knock I'm here something is off and you know what happens when we ignore something right it speaks louder and so EFT tapping allows you to acknowledge I am angry I am sad and once you acknowledge an emotion it's almost like okay I did my job I came here to tell you something. I've done my job. I'm sad. That means I've lost something. I'm angry. That means my boundaries have been violated. So every emotion is trying to tell you something. And once you've heard its message, it doesn't need to stay. Oh, I love that. Like anger, moving it through the body and just acknowledging it or like any emotion. And I always say it's okay not to be okay. And what I love about EFT is that it allows us to sit. I always say like, sometimes we need to sit in the wet diaper a little bit and acknowledge those things. It's like, yeah, I can't trust you. And it sucks. Even though I can't trust you and it sucks, I still love and accept accept myself. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's so beautiful because it's um it's almost interviewing our pain or it's almost giving space so the emotions are acknowledged and felt and heard and experienced. And then I love that concept of it gives it permission to move. And right. it's and almost so- like the expression, it's like if you sweep, you know, stink like you sweep stuff under the carpet, eventually it's gonna stink. <laughs> yeah. 
Yep. Yep. And so it's going to get louder and louder, mm-hmm. right? So I love that EFT is very much, but it's this emotional freedom technique. It's mm-hmm. literally giving freedom to our emotions. Yeah. And what one of the things I like about it too is like, it allows you to be with your emotions because most of the time what we do is we are pushing it down, right? We don't want to feel it. Um, we're pushing it down, but EFT tapping, I don't know, gives you the strength to be with it because you know, it's not going to overwhelm you. It's going to move up and out. We usually don't want to feel our emotions because we think it's going to overwhelm us. And sometimes it does, but tapping allows it to move out. I love that you say that. And and the other thing that I I really enjoy about it is that it's sandwiched in with self-compassion. So I think in self-compassion, that's one of, because we have the four C's at SYKM, which is self-compassion, self-care, courage, and community. Mm -hmm. And self-compassion is that one element that's really important to safeguard our mental health. Mm -hmm. And self-compassion combined with, like you're saying, like acknowledging these emotions, sitting with the emotions in a very safe, held manner is so powerful. So um, I can really, I can really see the benefits of tapping just for that reason. So it is an alternative treatment, right? Yes, it is. I have heard people using it for emotional distress, but can you also use it for other like physical pain? Well, so let me read the rest of the research. So it it increases your immunity because we know that stress impacts your immunity. So tapping increases your immunity. You can use it for food craving. I'm I'm currently doing a program um, that is, it it shows me how to use EFT tapping for weight loss. Yay. (laughs) For menopause belly. (laughs) There you go. For menopause belly, EFT tapping works for PTSD symptoms. Yeah. Powerful, powerful. Yeah. And almost like turning it into post-traumatic growth in positive psychology, we really look at trauma in a way that we can see it from a perspective of growth. And um, just the, just even going through the uh, EFT, it's amazing how it does allow you to, to kind of shift the narrative almost and change the story from like, instead of victim to victor. So it's really powerful that, you know, because you are sitting with those emotions and you're, you're changing the narrative, so to speak like you were saying and it really does help on so many levels and yes like if we're decreasing corticosteroids cortisol epinephrine all these stress hormones and that our immune system gets suppressed by that right especially with chronic activation of stress that yeah. if we down regulate that nervous system wow that's incredible that it can boost our immune system too yeah and so yeah. powerful to use it for other things like you know weight management and things like that can you give us an example of what that might look like Can I talk a little bit about trauma? Yes, please. (laughs) So one of the things that I find very powerful about EFT tapping is its usage in trauma, right? And so one of the things, one of the ways I use it is I'm actually able to help somebody go back to that traumatic memory. Because, you know, every time you experience something traumatic, what happens is like, it's almost like, Everything that happens gets captured in this capsule, right? And so, and so, but it goes subconscious because you still need to function, right? And so, what happens is I'm able to go into that memory with you, release that version of you that's stuck in that story, liberate her, 
and integrate her to the main person. Holy cow. Oh my goodness. So powerful, but I think uh, seeking out a professional like yourself is probably really. Yeah, don't do it on your own. (laughs) And also like trauma, trauma can be, trauma can be look like things such as anxiety, like depression, like trauma doesn't have to be this grandiose traumatic experience of, you know, witnessing. Little T and big T, right? Yeah, I love the way you say that. It's so true. Little T, big T. Like there's my, I always say like, oh my gosh, like the micro traumas that I was constantly like, you know, exposed to when I was in the muck of loving someone with an addiction. It was like, right. And so they they had lasting emotional responses inside me. And like, it really did result in this feeling of like distress. And so, um, so it's so powerful. So what would we do to look at maybe we um, are experiencing trauma in association with loving someone with an addiction or losing someone to addiction? Um, how would you suggest working with that and doing tapping? Like, what would we just run through that same process? So give me give me one scenario and then maybe we can work with that. Yeah, I think that um, it's really sad to say, but... Um, you know, some people, some of the listeners have lost someone to addiction and uh, whether that be their physical, actual being has like passed on or they just get up and disappear mm-hmm. and they feel very abandoned and it's it's quite traumatic. So maybe that's a good scenario to work with. Okay. That's a heavy scenario. Andrea. Okay. Let's see. Maybe not so heavy. <laughs> yeah, but let's see. If, let's see if we can unpack that. Right. So first it just starts with acknowledging the the loss right so even though i have lost so and so to addiction whether they're still alive or not i love and accept myself so just acknowledging first of all just acknowledging that loss right and then moving through i feel like i should be tapping while you're saying (laughs) (laughs) well do you want to give me a real example and then i can you can be my client hey i'm I'm up with that this is, you know, that scenario would work because that even though you abandoned and left and didn't say bye to the kids and text broke up with me after a nine-year relationship, I still love and accept myself wholly. <laughs> yeah. Tap, 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 tap. Okay. So so you'll start. So you tell me what the, the issue is. So even though my partner abandoned me, would that be a, a better one? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So even though my partner abandoned me, so you started the karate chop point, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Repeat after me. Even though my partner abandoned me, I still love and deeply accept myself wholly. So even though my partner abandoned me, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Even though my partner abandoned me, I still deeply and completely accept myself. And then one last time, even though my partner abandoned me, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Even though my partner abandoned me, I still deeply and completely accept myself. And so the setup statement would be just acknowledging that my partner abandoned me. My partner abandoned me. My partner abandoned me, side of the eye. My partner abandoned me. Underneath the eye, and this makes me feel... And this makes me feel rejected. Underneath the nose, this feeling of rejection. This feeling of rejection. Underneath the mouth, I feel rejected. I feel rejected. 
collarbone and I'm feeling it in my eye. Where do you feel that sense of rejection? And I'm feeling rejection in my stomach. Okay. All this feeling of rejection in my stomach. All this feeling of rejection in my stomach. Underneath the arm. This feeling of rejection in my stomach. This feeling of rejection in my stomach. Top of the head. I'm feeling all of this feeling of rejection in my stomach. I'm feeling all these feelings of rejection in my stomach. Okay, so I'm going to invite you to take a breath. And exhale. What do you notice? What's coming up for you? That I want to move it into a place, another narrative of like, you know, about how how good I've handled the situation, how incredible I've taken such a challenge and turned it into purpose and um, how strong I've actually come around, how, yes, it was challenging. And, you know, so it's been a while though, but it's automatically doing that. It kind of dissipates that because I really do feel it in my stomach. Yeah. I experience that rejection or abandonment Um in my stomach. So that helps to move it out. It kind of feels like a sense of relief actually in my stomach. So, okay. Yeah. And so, so, and, and you've moved very quickly. Other people might not move very quickly through, through the different emotions. Right. And so for sometimes you have to do this round of tapping so many times, because sometimes other emotions will come up. Sadness might come up. Anger might come up. And so if I was working with somebody, I would tap every emotion that comes up. So if anger comes up, we'll tap on anger. If sadness comes up, we'll tap on sadness until we've moved all of the different emotions out. And then then in your case, you're feeling more resilient. You're feeling more resourceful. You're feeling more empowered, right? And so you tap on those positive. So what would you want to say? What is an empowered statement that you want to say? I'm resilient. Yeah. I acknowledge that I am resilient. I acknowledge that I am resilient. Side of the eye. I honor that I am so strong. I honor that I am so strong. Underneath the eye. I was able to move past this and I'm in a different place. I was able to move past this. And I'm in a different place. Underneath the nose. I am such a brave woman. I am such a brave woman. Underneath the mouth. I am so courageous. I'm so courageous. Collarbone. I am so empowered. I am so empowered. Underneath the arm. I am so resilient. I am so resilient. Top of the head. I am such a powerful woman. I'm such a powerful woman. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, so powerful. And yes, I have, because I've done a lot of EFT and it's been like, you know, more than two years. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that it's, you know, it's been a lot of healing and processing and tapping into all my resources of resilience. And so... Um, yeah, so good, good point. That's such a beautiful exercise. And thank you for walking me through that and giving me an example. And of course, if you're listening to this on the podcast and you're like thinking, where are they tapping? What are they doing? I'm going to be putting this in our private Facebook group as well. I'll be putting the recording in there so that we can all benefit from, and you can watch, you know, Dr. Helena in action. Um, and so that'll, that'll support you a little bit more too. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just want to say one last thing. Um, so you can actually tap without saying anything. Oh. So 
usually tapping without saying anything. It's just what I do is it's called the central channel breathing. You breathe from the top of your head into your belly and from your belly down to the earth, from the earth to your belly and through the top of your head while tapping through the points. So if somebody says, I don't know where to tap. Yeah, you don't, I don't know what to say. You don't need to say anything. You just need to do deep belly breathing. Okay, so you bring up something so interesting is this idea of a language. It's like having the words or the language for emotions. Um, I find that sometimes it helps for me too is to almost like print up a list of possible emotions or have, you know, creating creating the language because we may not realize we're feeling disgust or we're feeling um, verklempt or we're feeling, you know, like we just maybe know sad, happy, angry. <laughs> right. Um, I, you were in I was in CAP too, and there was a resource that they did share with us, the feeling wheel. Did you get that? Yes, the feeling wheel. You're right. Yep. yep. And so the feeling wheel, you start with the basic four emotions and they all branch out. And so I love giving that to my clients because sometimes you're right. We don't have the language for whatever emotions you're feeling, right? And so having that feeling wheel allows you to know so I'm feeling a little bit mad, but maybe it's frustration or maybe I'm really pissed off. And so it really helps to have that. Amazing. And I'll put a link in our show notes to the feeling wheel so that we can all look at our feelings and possible feelings. And that kind of helps us too. So, oh my gosh, you've been so helpful and so such a resource. And I know people are going to want to get a hold of you. I'm going to put all your links in the show notes. You have a private support group as well. And, um, and you're obviously coaching and you're a transformational coach. So I'm going to put all your links in the show notes and I cannot thank you enough, but if there's one final thing, any final message for the listener, what would it be? I would say to me, the most, pay attention to the narrative, pay attention to the story that you're telling yourself about the experience that you're having, because the story that you tell yourself will impact how you show up. If it's a disempowering story, then it's obviously going to affect how you show up. If it's an empowering story, you're going to show up differently. So yeah. Pay attention to your narrative. Oh, that's so powerful, right? And the great thing about that is that we can change that narrative anytime. So we, if we catch it, it's like, oh, wait, I kind of sound like a victim there. It's like, wait a second. I actually have more control over this than, you know, it's like catching yourself and that whole piece of self-awareness. You're so yeah. right. It's so crucial. Absolutely. <laughs> Yay. So catching the narrative and then- Catching the narrative and, and just being with yourself in- in a kind way. So it's a self-compassion piece, right? Self-aware, self-compassion, self-care. Um, the, the wheel that they teach is in positive psychology. So anytime you're going through something difficult, instead of moving into judgment, pause and just show compassion to the part of you that's struggling. Yes, I love that. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. And thank you for being on the show. I'm so grateful. And uh, we'll have you back. Say again? And we, should, we have to have you back. <laughs> I'd love to be back. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you want additional support, you can head on over to our website at savingyouiskillingme.com where we have a wonderful, supportive, compassionate community. We are here for you. You are not alone. We also have a private Facebook group and Instagram feed called Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. 
Be sure to subscribe here so you get the latest episodes. And of course, share this with your community and your support groups or anyone that's going through this struggle so we can all work together to take our lives back and restore joy. Thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but week after week. Although I wish we were meeting under different circumstances, I'm so grateful that I get to show up for you and share these episodes so that we can go on this journey together. Until next week, sending hugs.